We need people who are real in leadership roles today. Often when you meet these people, they don't see themselves as leaders. They're just people doing what they feel needs to be done. Since being elected to council, I've met people from across the country who have stepped up to be councillors in their communities. I've felt a connection with these people and know in my heart it's not the title that unites us. It's love. Love for the people, for their hometowns and communities, and hope for a better future. I've been inspired by real people. People who have put their hands up to serve their communities. So I invite you to come on an adventure with me across this great state of Queensland and the 77 local government areas to meet your local councillors. I've learned more in my term as a councillor about myself than I've ever imagined. I've been challenged beyond belief and I know I'm not alone. I want to share the stories of real people leaders working hard in their communities every day because without these people, our lives would be very different. We need everyday people to step up and to be the leaders of the future. I've met some of them and it's time for you to meet them too. Hi, I'm Kirsty Schumacher, host of this podcast and councillor with South Burnett Regional Council. Before I begin interviewing other councillors, I wanted to be brave and go first. So today for the first episode, I've invited my friend, Tessa Stanford, a genius in courageous storytelling, to help me share my story. Welcome, Tessa. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. From the moment you've told me about this idea, uh, around my kitchen table, mind you, uh, I've just been so excited for you to share more of the everyday of what you do and and more of others uh, in the field. I find it fascinating, the kind of everyday experience of a counsellor since moving back to our home region, South Burnett. Uh, I've just loved your role and seeing your passion and what you do for us and our people and you know I don't see all the opportunities for you to share that you know uh, far and wide so I'm really really grateful to be here and really really honored for those listening Kirsty and I actually went to school together back in the day uh, and we've just reconnected since I moved back uh, recently as Kirst said I love storytelling and so I'm going to be asking her a few questions today to allow her to first and foremost share her heart and her everyday experience with you all. So first of all, Kirsty, can you tell us why South Burnett? Well, Tess, I guess it's our hometown, isn't it? It's really, it's a place where, you know, we grew up, our, our roots are there. Um, it's a place that I think for me, the South Burnett has, has basically in so many ways raised me and it feels like it feels like home, and I guess I found myself sort of – I'd lived there all my life uh, with good intentions. You guys all flew off after school, and I always had really good intentions to um, to leave the nest, you know, to go and explore. But the truth is the region always provided for me, and I never really had a reason good enough to leave. And – I guess I was there in in this job that I loved um, prior to running, but I had this thought like in the back of my mind, like, you know, um, this region's so important to me and I saw saw some changes coming and I was worried about our future and 
there were some projects and things that I was really passionate about and I'd been working with the community for so long and I thought, well, you can either sit on the sideline and sort of, you know, think all of these great ideas will be wonderful or, and you can always share your ideas, but to be in the arena and to actually be, you know, pushing for the change, as you and I always say, be the change you want to see in the world, you know, I thought this was a great place to start in, in my hometown. Amazing. I still remember, it was actually before I moved back, you just magically came up on my uh, Facebook feed and it's, I feel like I didn't see you for years before that and it was when you decided to go uh, uh, to go for counsel and it was just like I just felt it in my heart. It was just like something deeper within you that was like making that decision and I remember being super connected to you then and like following the journey and yet still even though I could feel how exciting it was and what you were doing I still really till I got back I still had no idea what really you did <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit more for you know for the outsiders looking in to be like what is it like what is like what do you actually what do you look after in terms of your areas of focus and what is an ordinary kind of day for you? So it's interesting you say that because um, now that I think about it, there was actually not really a logical thought to the reason why I would give up a corporate career, um, a six-figure salary, and just dive into this role. Um, but the truth is I did. I really did feel it in my heart. It felt like something I just had to do down to my very – sense of being and um, it's been an amazing journey. So um, my focus areas are I'm the regional development portfolio holder for South Burnett Regional Council. Um, a couple of the key areas that I am driving or heading up are, of course, water security for our region uh, because we are a food bowl and uh, just add water. You know, we can achieve anything in the South Burnett. Um, housing, you know, that is an enormous crisis across the state and country that needs to be addressed and the reality is there's been so much change in our region in the sense of housing um, so I'm very passionate about that um, I believe it's every person's right to have a home and um, I'm really working hard to see see more houses created in our region more housing stock and um, energy which is enormous conversation for a regional area like ours that will be transformed by the transition from coal-fired energy to renewables. And so um, I'm really passionate about making sure food and fibre is still you know, key to governments, that they realise that, yes, um, renewable energy is a wonderful opportunity, but with that comes challenges. And, you know, our, our region really does need to be at the table in terms of those conversations if we are to continue to power the great state of Queensland. So they're my areas of focus. And in terms of what you do every day from, like, starting the day to ending it, like, you've told me some, like, <laughs> some funny stories and just, like, I'm just like, how did you – what – 
how did you end up out there? Like, what are you doing here? Like, why are you interviewing that person, talking to that person out like you're on tractors one day, out helping someone else? Like, it just, like, it's so vast. And you you really are, like, sitting at many tables having these high-level strategic discussions, like, and long-term planning. Like, there's so much that you're holding. Like, I could just listen to your day. It's fascinating. And it was, like, just, by the way, everyone, like, this is what it's like at school as well. Cursors just could hold all this knowledge and just like like she was always the peacekeeper you could she could just kind of just knew like was always knew so much about all these different fields so we like um we were always in the kind of same uh leadership circles and I remember we kind of we both went for um the valedictorian speech I just got like flashbacks as I was listening to you (laughs) and I was like you know storyteller big energy yeah it was all like big loud and then you came in you know, with your proposal and it was so loving and just encamp- like encompassed everyone, like everyone was included in your speech um, and you, you know, you got the spot and it was so like so beautiful. I always remember <laughs> when I see you like act like your leadership like has stayed with like that style of leadership where you're inclusive to everyone, you, yeah, carry these very high-level conversations and you just, you are in the everyday you're you're full country girl like you you're like it's just so I want to hear about that like what and and maybe it's different to other councils in the city like I I imagine yeah you, you know more about that than me so, so tell us what it's like being a councillor in the country it's extraordinary um and I love I think it's funny it's wonderful hearing you speak about it um the way you know because you, when you're living it you don't always see it that way so I love it through fresh eyes um I love the role because of its diversity and I love the fact that no one day is the same and I really love that, you know, I can be dropping the kids at school and having a conversation about anything really. Um, it can be something that somebody's concerned about. It can be um, an issue that it, that's not necessarily a local government issue, but something that people seeking guidance, guidance on how you might be able to help them. So I can be dropping the kids off to school. You know, I can be racing in for a meeting. I can be sitting down and speaking to a uh, you know, our council team about policy decision, or I can be out on the side of the road looking at roadworks. I can be um, answering a phone call. Um, I love that diversity. I love that. And there have been real pinch myself moments, like the first time I walked into Parliament House, you know, in Canberra. Here we are in the house that belongs to the people of our country and I'm there to talk about my region and I'm there to meet with ministers who can make decisions that can have a real impact in our region. That for me was something else, you know. Um, When you can actually see the changes that need to be made and actually sit at a table with people who can can make those changes – something else so I love the diversity of the role I love that no one day is the same and I get excited by that and you know it doesn't end either um and people often ask me about that they say oh I could never do your job and the reality is yes you could everybody could do this job I want to see more people having a go at actually being part of their local councils it's a wonderful learning experience but I think it's 
people see see you in all kinds of places and um, I think the challenge for counsellors is that people aren't always kind and that there can be a lot of difficult issues that aren't always understood in terms of what level of government should own them and in many ways because you are the closest level of government to the people the expectation may be that you could do something about it and probably the hardest thing about the job is is really understanding when you can and you can't help somebody and that's been a real challenge for me because <laughs> I love to help everybody um <laughs> But yeah, no no ordinary day is the same and some days you'll get to the end of the day and you'll feel like you've been in the washing machine and you've done done a whole rinse cycle, you know, and you've come out the other end and you've got to get ready for tomorrow, which, you know, you'll have your council meeting on. And um, I, I do think though those are the days when I go, wow, I've done a really good day's work and yeah, I actually kind of like that feeling. I'd have to say when I stood for the role, um, I'd actually done a community leadership program and the first words that I took away from that program, the first thing that was said to me was leaders know themselves. And so when I started this journey, I was confident that I really knew myself and that um, I could stand in who I was. And what I found is when you're standing in a council chamber and you're making decisions that are going to have an impact on the people, everybody that you know, and you know in your heart and your mind and you've done your research and you know it's the right thing to do, it can still be so hard to stand there and say, make a decision that you know isn't going to be well-received in your community. And that, um, I think, through that experience, I have really learned more about who I am. I also think being the second counsellor in my age bracket ever for South Burnett Regional Council, um, that's brought some interesting challenges too, and particularly when my community is um, an aging demographic and you're a young woman, it has been an interesting journey in that regard. And all I can say is I've never felt more ready and more like I should be at the table than I do right now. And, yeah, so that's incredible. Like that's really blown my mind in terms of the, uh, the age range and you've kind of shared that with me before. And I also know you've, you've kind of gone off to different areas of the state to kind of, you know, on youth, you know, youth leadership things around politics and, and, and local government. What would you like to see more from those, you know, maybe Gen Z and millennials like what what advice would you give to those people who maybe feel disconnected from uh, local government or from these kind of roles as counselors but are also wanting to make change like what what would your advice be to absolutely go for it hands down 
And no matter what people may say, and I've actually said this in the chamber, I've said sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. And it, it it's true. You know, it's really hard in this world of social media. It's hard when you're in the grocery store and, and everybody knows who you are. Um, it's hard when your daughter, who is a fashion guru, wants to wear gumboots and tights downtown and people are looking at you and thinking there's our local councillor and the reality is she needs to be who she is and I love her the way she is and I think more people need to be comfortable in their skin. So I'm really passionate about seeing that that next gen of people who say, so what? And by all means, thank you to those that have gone before me. Thank you to those that have fought the good fight. Um, I absolutely believe, you know, I may be the first young female counsellor in my council, but I won't be the last. And I absolutely hope that I have inspired other people to follow in my footsteps. And um, I think that gives me goosebumps and the strength to carry on. And keep challenging those stereotypes. You know, we should never, ever accept them. The the standard you walk past is the standard you accept. You know, if it doesn't feel right, if it doesn't sound right, call it out. You know, and I absolutely believe in all communities we need more honest conversations, more listening, and more understanding. You know, um, genuine collaboration means listening and understanding first. And... I'm really passionate about seeing people just be themselves and be comfortable in that. And if anything, this role has taught me to be who I am and um, the human elements of your life, the fact that it's not always perfect. I think that's so important and that's why I want to see more real people in leadership positions. I think it's the only way forward. Stunning. Yeah, thank you. I embracing our full humanity, and you've touched on something here. I really want to ask you about as well, which is around the idea that yeah, counselors are human. It sounds so silly, but I feel like growing up, I'm just like speaking fully from an outsider here that you, like politics, government, it's all seems so external to or to me, like the news, your politics, it all just seemed like this this whole other, just this fully separate piece and, you know, parents getting angry, blaming the government, like it was always like the government was the problem, they need to, need to fix things and do things better and uh, it, that's the collective kind of story I feel we kind of exist in. And so then as counsellor yourself, then you have – all these projections and you've kind of mentioned expectations as well of everyone just expecting you to be able to do everything and fix everything over coffee. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like, and I've been out to places with you and it's like, I have to like, I had to like hide you <laughs> because otherwise all day you're just filled in questions. And it's, um, so I just want to like bring that forward from, you know, from someone who knows you deeply as a human and adores you as a human and seeing you go and do this role and being like willing to be that leader for our community, how, like what message would you have for all of us who actually don't 
you know, haven't yet seen behind the veils and have like lived in this story that's so separate, you know, when people coming up to expecting the world, what loving message, you know, would you share to help us understand, you know, what's going on for you and, and your role? Be kind. And that there is no magic wand. And deep down, I think anybody who steps into this role genuinely understands the challenges and the barriers. You know, they didn't fall out of yesterday's sun shower. They've been living in the community. This role is not about a title. It's, if anything, the title actually makes me feel uncomfortable when people say, oh, counsellor, shoemaker. I feel like she's a... She's another person. You know, I'm, my name is Kirsty. My friends call me Shuey. And, and I'm really passionate about my community. And when you're living there and you're seeing these things, you absolutely want to be part of the solutions. And I just think we just need to be kinder to each other. It doesn't serve anybody shame and blame. And I feel for councils across the state, too often they are held accountable to everything that goes wrong in their communities. And when they do something really good, it's very rarely celebrated. And that makes me sad. This is the closest level of government to the people with very good intentions and very good hardworking people. And I've watched... Ministers, state government ministers, I've watched federal government ministers swoon into my region for 20 minutes to have coffee and to get a photo. And my community will go Guga. You know, they'll, it's like kings and queens have rolled into town. And I've seen myself and fellow colleagues not treated with the same level of respect and understanding. And that worries me because there's not a pipeline of people. Everywhere I go when I say, you too could do this role and we need people like you around the table, more and more people are saying, I I would never do that. I would never put myself in that position. And that scares me more than anything. So I hope through this podcast and through storytelling, we can normalize some of these things and realize that we are just all people um, doing the very best we can with what we've got. Um, The reality is, Uh, that it is very challenging, that community expectations are rising and that budgets aren't rising at the same level. And um, that's going to be a continued challenge for local governments because I think we have big hearts and we try to fill the gaps um, in our communities, but the reality is often with very little resources. I have honestly such deep reverence for you. Like you said at the start, we're both very passionate about being the change we want to see and it's not an easy thing it means wearing our hearts on our sleeve and standing up for what we believe in and being willing to have projections and and people not understand us or misunderstand us you know and it's a lot to hold you know when we're in this uh, leadership position uh you work within the system I work outside of it I I thought I'd be able to work within it but I'm not different people you and I so I, I just I really really admire what you do and I just really want to say thank you from um, me and behalf of anyone else listening who may also be feeling the gratitude <laughs> listening to you of what you do and, and what you're here to bring now through these these stories and, and what we get to learn through you 
in a wider platform. You know, uh, I'm so grateful, uh, you know, for being in uh, in the South Burnett while you're in council. It's it's real joy. It's so fun, and it's so like you just care so much. And but I just feel like your trajectory is also so beyond us or past us. So I'm just so grateful that you get to share your wisdom with more people across Australia. And you touched on celebration before and, you know, that you guys don't get fully uh, celebrated that much. And I know that you're very, very good at celebrating others and spotlighting others. And I know that this whole podcast is really about others. (laughs) So, and this episode, though, is about you. So to finish up, I'd really love to know what you've been celebrating currently or, or in your role. Like what have you loved in terms of your impact that you've had already in in this role? Mm, Well, a couple of things. So first and foremost, um, I absolutely love that my children know what I do. And I love that, you know, my son, who's 14, has um, him and his friends have been advocating for things in our community. That makes my heart sing. Uh, It's because they know and understand you know, the role Councillor Shuey and her team of colleagues actually do. Honestly, one of the things I'm celebrating the most is that I am still standing and that I'm still turning up every day full of just as much energy and enthusiasm for the role as I had on the first day I walked into the council chamber with my little name plaque, which was a pretty amazing day. Um, I'm celebrating those small incremental wins where I've really seen systematic change and and progression that perhaps wouldn't have been possible if you hadn't have been able to influence some of those ideas and outcomes. And what I am really celebrating is the incredible people that I get to work with both in council and in my community um, because through sitting with them every day and through their wins, I feel I've had a small hand in that and that that's amazing. So they're absolutely the things I'm so celebrating. I love being part of the team and despite all of the challenges that we continue to kick goals for our community, goals that will be there for my children and for many others, and changes that that will influence the next gen of leaders and the outcomes they create. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I love you. I adore you. I'm so grateful that there's people like you doing this work and that, you know, you get to inspire others. I'm so excited to listen to this podcast and everyone you interview, and I know we're going to learn more about you naturally as we go through. And I'm so excited to learn more about everyone else's days and, and other regions and, and what they get up to. I'm absolutely subscribing and I suggest everyone listening subscribes also. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tess. Thank you so much for being with me in this journey. And um, for all of you listeners, I just cannot wait to bring you the counsellors from across Queensland. You're going to meet them and hear from them. And that's so exciting. Thanks for listening. <laughs>